1: Whether you're in full time, part time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're here talking with Scott Lowe. Um, Scott, what, what are some biblical truths that you cling to for encouragement in ministry? This is a question that we ask in our kind of basic five questions to other mm-hmm. youth workers. Um, just to give us perspective in ministry, because ministry is going to be a challenge. It's going to be tough, and it's it's meant to be. So, what what are some truths that you, you cling to?
0: You know, that's a that's a really good question. And I have almost have to a- answer that with where I'm like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, some of the some of the truths. Um, w- one is I've been really spending my time on one or two verses um, in in the Psalms uh, it's Psalm 61 1 and 2 and a lot of times I like to just read scripture keep moving keep moving mm-hmm. keep moving Let's get to the next thing I'm gonna try to tackle you know but for the last couple months I've actually spent my time right there because it just says hear my cry O Lord and um, and then, and then it says in verse 2, it just says, take me to a rock that's higher than I. Mm-hmm. And there's a tendency for me in ministry to be at the very top, uh, not as a senior pastor, but just like at the top of myself. I'm, I am, I've kind of reached the pinnacle of myself, and, and it's actually kind of crushing because I, I, I do know I'm a mess. And I'm trying so hard to perform and, and, and do the right sermons and do, you know, all that. And to know that David, to know that David was king of Israel and he was at the top and, and he was still saying, Lord, knock me off of that mm-hmm. and, and show me you, the rock, you know, take me to a place that's higher. Um... That's, that's been, I think that that is probably this, the truth that I've been really pondering over the last couple months. In the same vein, um, you know, there are other passages uh, where, you know, you see Peter have to struggle with coming back after failure. Um, there have been plenty of times where I've had to ask for forgiveness. From people in my own congregation um, because of the mistakes I've made or the words I've said or the insensitivity I've had, or you know, imagining that they think something about me, they've thought nothing, and then I've kind of written them off, and then I've had to come realize that God has not given up on me, that He's still pursuing me, and and really again. Like take me a rock that's higher, take me a place that's higher than me. It's it's actually coming back again to the to Jesus, who says, you know, who basically beholds me. And in ministry, you just we miss that so often in the hustle and bustle, especially in like maybe Latin, i mean in western culture it is a performance uh, church is almost to the level of like making sure you have your good starbucks and everything is a performance it's like you know starbucks is important let's be it honest. is at West, i think it's great just kidding um, but the um, actually that is important but there's a tendency where we're always we're always putting it out there and mm-hmm. and so then it just flows into everything we do and, and settling back and, and believing the promises, um, I think it was Cecil DeMille, I was reading this in um, Tattoos on the Heart, interesting book, but he, this, this line, um, Gregory Boyle quotes Cecil DeMille, and it just says, Behold the one beholding you and smiling. Mm-hmm. And through the cross and the resurrection, he beholds us and believing that deep in, in, in the, the fabric, the gospel deep in the fabric is going to is going to impact the satisfaction I need from everybody, the forgiveness that I need to offer and receive, the repentance I need it, it unless I know and believe deeper that, that God is. Pursuing God of a of a of a sinner like Scott Lowe, um, then I, I'm I'm dead in the water. I mean I'm just yeah. and so that flows to me in everything. It's so foundational. Um, but having having God as King and being reminded of that and His gentleness of either knocking me off or um, sometimes it's it's not always gentle, but but He's reminding me. To trust him,
1: yeah, and that's that's excellent. And that's so I know Tim Keller in his book, The Fruit of My Self Forgetfulness, just mm. talks about the importance of reliving the gospel and uh. continuing to tell yourself that. And, and it's you know, I've, I've heard that for years, and it's kind of the older I've gotten and the more I've done ministry, the more I've realized I absolutely need that. And, and uh. you just kind of a secondary, I guess, and an implication of what you said, you said Psalm 61, as I yeah. said, one and two, just the importance of just. Focusing on one verse, you know, I mean, I've I've seen that in my own life. events and just reading large chunks of scripture, oh which gosh. is also important, but yeah. just zooming in on one verse and truly meditating on it is absolutely vital.
0: It it is, and I don't think I have been in the practice of that up until maybe the last year or so. Not like that. And um, I have a coach I work with, and and he is a he's a gospel coach, and he. <laughs> He was the one that really helped me start to think about it that way, mm-hmm. instead of like you know, trying to go do the Walmart version of the scripture, where you're like, "I'll get everything at <laughs> every moment." It's to, you know, slow down and just settle in on a verse. Because I think that thing that maybe you're getting at, John, too, is we'll never see that verse well once but it's almost like a diamond that you hold and you spin it in your hand and you look at it from different angles of what you're going through that week or what you're going through, you know, in some kind of circumstance or whatever, but it's like turning that one or two verses around, looking at it and you just can't sit in it long enough.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. That's, that's very good stuff. Thanks a lot, Scott.